You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric DeSobe here. Excited to be joined by one Levas, a 2020 NLC South Texas Frontera board member, one of the originals, helped to get that chapter off the ground. He works for school, something near and dear to my heart as a former educator. So excited to catch up with him, hear what he's been working on lately, and also hear a little bit more about what their chapter has coming up for folks in June in terms of getting together on their fundraiser. Don't miss it. Glad you're here. Let's get to it. All right, Juan, I'm always excited to have folks from the Frontera chapter on. It's such a unique part of, of Texas, a unique part of the country. Can you kind of walk folks through what you'd want them to know about that part of the state? I know there's kind of like Brownsville and, and Laredo and McAllen, all these different communities. How would you want folks to think through that? Yeah, so it's it's they're each unique, I could say. In South Texas, it's, it's broad. It's, you know, from Laredo all the way to Brownsville. And that that's, you know, it's, that's uh, just driving let's say from Laredo to Bronx but that's about a five-hour trip there and there's a bunch of you know little small town cities along the way each one's unique you know not just because they're border towns doesn't mean they're all the same so each one has its own uniqueness to it as far as culture uh, language education um so being a uh, um, part of the South Texas Frontera at the initial cohort in 2020 and being involved since then you know what I love about is you get to meet people from from South Texas and then you see your commonalities and you see your differences, but you have, you know, um, it's good to bring us those different perspectives, um, you know, that they has to bring. Um, and then, you know, you get to travel. I, I had never been to parts of, of, of around McAllen or the Valley, like Alton before, but being part of the chapter, mm-hmm. allow me to actually see these little uh, towns and, and, and cities along the way. Yeah, that's great. Well, one of the reasons I'm excited to have you on is work with schools, and I'm a former fourth grade teacher and still work with schools now. Uh, describe to folks what you do for the school district down there. Yes, of course. So, um, uh, my my wife is a is a is a teacher for over ten years, mm-hmm. and my friends are educators. I myself uh, have about over, I would say over ten years now with the with the school district here in Laredo, United Independent School District, um, mainly working with their their after school program. Um, you know, our department is, is federal and state. So we deal with, um, with getting grants to help our, our homeless uh, students, our migrant students. And then in my area, it's like um, helping after three o'clock after school elementary students, you know, as far as bringing STEM activities, uh, bringing in community partners to show them, you know, what they, what they do in the community, the work they do. Um, and then we started this year, you know, now that we're going back in, in person, incorporating a lot of family engagement nights. Because uh, as you may know, you know, the research shows that if you involve families, you know, mom, dad, grandma, cousin, brother, sisters, you know, in the education of, of their child, that chances are that in the long run, it's going to pay off as far as the educational attainment goes of that, of that student. So we started these family engagement nights from 5.30 to 6.30 throughout the school year. We hope to continue them. And it's, it's, it's awesome to see, you know, families working together, whether it's STEM activities, whether it's making a craft um, and just coming together and, you know, just taking a common interest in their child's uh, education. And then I know folks have kind of followed the headlines a little bit on funds that were made available to schools and school districts at the, at the height of the pandemic. Is that something that's benefited you? Has there been unexpected challenges with some of those funds that have made it to expanded learning programs? How's that been for you? Actually, it has. And like I said, so my department oversees the federal and state, so it's benefited us as far as um, um, grants that have a, 
opened up in our department to get new positions. You know, we're able to get, you know, more more counselors, um, get uh, extra personnel for the after school program. Um, you know, we, we benefited. We got one of our after school programs is under the 21st century, which is a federal grant. Um, so now we could service kids in South Texas in the in the South schools. And the goal of that after school program is to help improve their their, their testing scores. Um, so, yeah, so so I guess post post COVID going back in person, you know, um, our school district and specifically my department has has benefited from these, you know, funding that's been coming in. And then one thing that's been true for me with my work with schools now, I do a lot of, of talent recruitment and trying to find folks to work in schools. And that's not the easiest job in the world right now is people are reevaluating where they want to work, how they want to work. Has that been a challenge for you as well, finding the after school instructors, uh, finding folks to be a part of the programs that you've described? Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Our school district, our department, our program has not been, you know, immune to, to you know, um, uh, trying to recruit and retain a staff, you know, for whatever the reason may be. But, you know, it, it's been a challenge, but we've welcomed that challenge as far as, you know, refining our recruitment processes and, and promoting the, the job we do and, you know, the impact we make. And that that's, you know, that's how we, you know, hope to recruit people. You know, like if you come work for us, for our school district, for our department, for after school program, this is the impact you're having not only on our kids, but in the long run in our communities. So you're investing in, in our community if you come work for us. And then during the pandemic, was there an after-school program and were there services that were able to be delivered or really was it something that y'all had to wait until kids could kids could get back in schools uh, and you actually could see people face-to-face? So what we did actually uh, uh, in, during the, the pandemic was we decided to do virtual camps um, for half a semester, for the fall semester. Um, so it was really great experience. They were offered via Zoom uh, it was open to all elementary schools, uh, 29 schools in our school district. So we had, you know, um, the the local Lake Casablanca. We had, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, it was so many people. We had the soccer team. We had different people, uh, you know, each day for about um, 16 to 18 weeks, you know, come and present to these kids. So these kids would log on during after school from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock, you know, after their instructional time. You know, we would send out the Zoom link if they signed up and they would just log on and, you know, be a little uh, presenter would give his presentation. And then at the end, would be a little interactive activity that the kids could do at home. We even had a yoga where the kids were doing yoga, following the instructor as far as doing yoga. We had a basketball instructor who was showing them some little basketball drills that, you know, hey, okay, now grab a basketball, anybody having it, let's do these basketball drills. So it was great. And then what, what made an impact during these virtual camps we had was of course we were monitoring the chat, um, and some of the feedback we got from these students in the chat was 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 uh, amazing to see, and, and we felt grateful that we were offering because they were saying, you know, thank you for offering this, you know, wow, this is very awesome. Uh, we had someone that taught them a musician that taught them how to write their songs, and and, and you know, it's based like poetry. So the kids opened up, you know, as far as like, you know, I've been here at home, haven't had much to do, so and they put that in their song lyrics. So it was awesome that. Our virtual camps, right, at least for that one hour, you know, after being on the computer all day, you know, kind of change things up a bit and offer a different perspective. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, last thing I know, this time of year tends to be an opportunity for NLC chapters to to bring folks together in a fundraiser or graduation type experience. Are, are y'all planning that right now? Any sense on when the, the crew is going to get together and kind of wrap things up for the institute year? 
Yeah, so ours will be um, June, 8th, June 18th. Um, it'll be in Bronxford at uh, Market Square. Um, we're still working out the details as far as, you know, um, the, the logistics behind it, but it will be in Bronxford Market Square on June 18th uh, in the evening. And we do invite folks, you know, of course, we're going to post on our, on, our, on, our, on our social media pages as far as once the event is up and running, if people want to support us. Um, it's been a great chapter to be part of South Texas from Data. And right now it's also recruitment season. So if anybody out there is <laughs> listening from South Texas, they want more information about our chapter, wants to join, you know, go ahead and message us because right now recruitment is open uh, for future fellows in 2023. Yeah, sounds great. Well, thanks so much, Juan, for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you want to learn more about NLC, of course, go to newleaderscouncil.org. And as Juan said, you can see that the application link for the 2023 fellowship is already open. Check it out. And if you want to hear more about what all the great alumni and board members and current fellows are doing in NLC, go to all the places you catch your podcasts to hear all the episodes we've been putting up in the last couple of weeks and months and years. Get those in all the places you grab your podcast and also go to Instagram to make sure to follow us at the Zag Podcast. So until next time, we will catch you soon. 